You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another edition of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with uh, Christian McCall from Andrew Roby and Chris Weber from Make-A-Wish. And we are here to talk about one of the coolest events that Andrew Roby throws uh, every single year to raise money for uh, Make-A-Wish. And, you know, really a good reason you've probably known about Make-A-Wish is because of the sheer number of good deeds that they've done uh, for children with chronic or terminal illnesses. Uh, They make wishes come true for thousands of children each year. Nearly 14,800 wishes last year alone in the United States. That is literally one every 35 minutes or so. And that's just an incredible stat. Uh, But behind the scenes, there are teams working hard every day to make those wishes happen. Logistics of a magical day are one thing and fundraising to make wishes come true are completely another. Um, But we have one of those uh, those fundraisers that are coming up here in Charlotte that's sponsored by Andrew Roby, which is a uh, a general contractor. Really, they do everything. What does Andrew Roby not do? You guys do literally it all. And if you live in Charlotte, you're definitely familiar with the Andrew Roby family, which is a great one. And we're so excited to learn a little bit more about that connection, uh, how Andrew Roby has been, um, you know, working with Make-A-Wish for years and how this is going to be the best uh, the best event uh, ever. So thank you, Christian. Thank you, Chris. We really look forward to learning more and uh, we are proud to have you guys on the brand builders podcast thank you for having us yeah we're excited to be here absolutely thank you all for joining us and uh so we can't wait to hear we know make a wish is such a great organization and we're just curious like what is andrew roby doing to help raise money for the make of wishes and the cornhole tournament yeah so we host it's called pitching for wishes it's a cornhole tournament every fall that we host um and we collect sponsors from our our network. So like Brian mentioned, we're a general contractor. So we have a very extensive network of clients and customers and vendors and subcontractors um, that we reach out to every year to raise money. So that's, we're in the process of doing all that now. Um, and it's just a big old cornhole tournament. We are at Freedom Park. It takes place on the Dilworth Little League baseball fields. And so two of the fields are strictly for cornhole. And we bring out, I think it's 40 sets of boards. Last year we had like 150 some teams. Um, so you come out and play cornhole, but there's like food and drinks and music and kids activities. The third field is all bounce houses and face painters and and, and fun stuff for children. Um, we think it's fun because the adults can come and play cornhole. And because they're on baseball fields, you kind of feel like your kids are secure and you can let them run around <laughs> while, while you're socializing and having fun. So um, it's just a really cool fall event and it benefits Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is near and dear to our hearts. So... And Chris, tell us a little bit, um, you know, you're with Make-A-Wish and, and I know uh, Andrew Roby has been committed to, to y'all as a charity and Trent has always yeah. um, really loved what you guys do. And so I'd love to hear how that partnership has grown, uh, maybe where that started and, and what does Andrew Roby bring to the table to, to make dreams and make things happen that Make-A-Wish needs to really to be able to fulfill all these dreams where you had 14,800 wishes last year. That's yeah. amazing. So nationally, um, there are 62 chapters of Make-A-Wish across the country. Um, and right here in Charlotte is the headquarters for Central and Western North Carolina. So we have basically the left half of the state, the le- westernmost 51 counties of North Carolina. So what Christian and the Roby team are helping us do is to raise money for local kids right here. Um, so we did about 389 wishes here in um, our chapter territory. So the Charlotte area, um, the Triad area, and then Western North Carolina is kind of where we serve. So the money that um, they're helping us raise is staying in that area, and we're, we're granting wishes to kids in that area. So we're, 
we have that big brand name of Make-A-Wish, but we're super local in, in the sense of um, where our, our funds are staying in the, the chapter territory that we're serving. Um, and it really did. It started with um, kind of Trent and his crazy idea of wanting to do a cornhole tournament, however many years, I guess 12 years now it's been going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he wanted to do, I think he always tells a story, he wanted to do about $10,000. Um, and after that, first year, he was like, if we can do $100,000 over 10 years, we'll be great. And they've been over a million dollars for the last couple of years. And it's just, it's unbelievable what what happens with throwing, throwing cornhole. It's crazy. Well, yeah. and I will say this, this is not just throwing cornhole. I've been to this. It's legit. And it is. First off, <laughs> you, better, you better bring your damn A game. That's right. all I got to say. They got some ringers <laughs> yeah. out there. Me and my wife were uh, lucky enough to play uh, two of those lucky fellas. And I was like, can we, can, we blindfold, can we blindfold y'all? Like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Have you ever seen on ESPN, like, late at night and you're watching the cornhole tournament where it's just like, in, in, yeah. in, in. That's pretty much what we you have. have now, one of those teams at the cornhole tournament last year, our friend Bo Byron was paired with them. And he's like, I'm playing against someone who was on ESPN last weekend. There's no chance right. that I'm going to get far so now i will say this as much as it is uh, you know a competition it, it's the real fun is everybody being out there and raising money um it's a great time it's a great experience i definitely hope everybody can uh, can can get involved um going back chris i want to ask you with make a wish a lot of people um i think are interested in in supporting a child supporting somebody that has those issues but they might not know how to do that, but they also might not know how much it costs to actually grant yeah. some of these wishes. So tell me kind of on a, on a periodical day, like what does it cost to grant one child a wish? So on average for us, it's about $6,000. Um, that's cash cost, just um, not including any in-kind we're getting from people. That's just out of pocket what we're paying. Um, we have some great partners in the community that help us get airline miles and um, travel fees and all sorts of things um, donated, but on, on average it's $6,000. Tell us a little bit about Make-A-Wish. I'm not sure that everyone knows exactly what your mission is and, sure. and what you're doing there. Yeah, so what we do um, is we grant wishes to kids that are battling life-threatening or critical illnesses. Um, so if they've got um, a disease or a, a condition that would um, potentially threaten their lives, um, they would most likely qualify for a wish to be granted through our organization. Um, so we work with their medical teams, their social workers. Um, they come into our organization and we have volunteers and staff members that sit down with them and help determine what that kid wants to do, what's going to bring them the biggest hope, what's going to make them smile. Um, and a lot of times it's a trip somewhere or it's meeting their favorite celebrity or it's having a shopping spree or whatever it is for that particular kid is unique per child. Um, and then we work with our partners in the community and um, to raise funds and, and make it happen. And how, um, you know, there's several years ago when the Panthers made their first run of the Super Bowl, um, everybody will probably remember a girl named Hope who had wished for a million dollars so that every yes. uh, wish kid could get their wish. I'd love to know how many children you have on that list now uh, and really how much money would it take to grant all those wishes? Well, um, the the sad thing is that our, our numbers grow every year, right? There's, um, you know, just because we grant 389 wishes this year, that doesn't mean we shut our doors. Um, there's kids every day that are getting diagnosed. And obviously our, our chapter territory, specifically here in Charlotte, is growing constantly, right? There's a ton of people coming to the city and that just means more kids that are potentially qualifying. Um, so, you know, dollar wise, there's never enough money, I don't think, to raise um, and, and grant the wishes that we need to grant. Um, at $6,000 a pop, those costs are going up as travel costs increase and things like that. So um, really, it, it, the sky's the limit for, for what we can do and what we need to do. What's the process of, uh, of if, if you have a, a child that has, you know, a debilitating disease or, or would like to be 
you know, maybe considered. Sure. Um, how does that even happen? How do you decide? Because that's got to probably be the toughest job is decide which kids we can you right. know, grant a wish for. So the, the beauty of our organization is we're in a position due a lot to the funding that we get from events like Cornhole, um, where we don't have to turn any eligible children away. So if a child has a qualifying condition and they come to us and say, this is what I want to do, um, there's, there's not like a, well, we can't afford to do your wish type of thing. We're fortunate enough as an organization to have enough support in the community that every kid that comes through the door, as long as they're not, you know, wishing to go to outer space, we can pretty much grant that wish, um, which we've had some. That's coming soon, by the way. That'll happen in the yeah. next five years. Yeah, it won't be. That'll be one of those high cost ones that we're trying to avoid. But, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Every, every child that, um, has a qualifying condition. Um, we work with a lot of social workers. We work with a lot of doctors at Levine's um, in, in hospitals all around our, our area. Um, we have a medical outreach coordinator on our team that uh, works with them and helps educate the hospitals because not all of them necessarily know about the referral process. Um, and we work with them to refer the kids to us. Um, and then once the kids are in, um, that's when we start working on the wish itself. I love that. And Christian, you uh, we mentioned briefly that, you know, Trent... Um, you know, got involved and, and I've had the pleasure of, of getting to know Trent and his family and they're mm -hmm. amazing. I love what they've done, uh, not only from a family standpoint, but obviously a business standpoint. What, what attracted Trent and Andrew Roby to Make-A-Wish? Uh, was there an event or, or what was kind of the, the background there? And ultimately for a business to stay committed to one charity for over 12 years and really put their funds that direction. I remember I had a conversation with Trent where I was trying to, to, to ask him for some money for the Boy Scouts. And he was very polite, but he said, listen, like we're very intentional with where we put our money yeah. and Make-A-Wish is very, and you know what? That was the most respectful thing. I was like, you know what? That's awesome. Like, you know where you want to put your money, you right. know where you want your entire company to focus and, and more companies need to be that way. Be intentional with who you're partnering with and really make a difference by, by directing your entire employees and everybody to be and feel passionate about the same thing. Yeah, he's always, he likes to say, we co-brand with Make-A-Wish. We hang our hat on Make-A-Wish, and all of our employees know that. Like, because um, we were, in the, the nature of our business, we're blessed with a lot of, like, um, clients that are very uh, charity-focused, and we get hit up a lot, but we we support Make-A-Wish. We do what we can elsewhere, but um, he, how it kind of got started, he and his wife, um, they now have four children, but their first little girl had something, some some sort of medical issue. It was something with her arm. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were coming, traveling back from Charleston or somewhere where they'd seen a doctor, um, and he, that just weighed heavy on his heart. He's like, I want to do something. I want to give back. And Reagan, his wife, said, well, on the weekends, you and your friends get together and you play cornhole. And so that's kind of why they literally took out a piece of paper and a pen and started. he started writing the business plan for the first cornhole tournament. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. But um, he's very just family focused and child focused. So in addition to Cornhole, we've supported like Dilworth Little Leagues for 40 years. And that's stuff that his dad started um, that goes way, way back. So um, that's kind of how it was born. And we just love the organization. We um, just through my work with you guys have learned a tremendous amount about it over the years. And it's, it's just what we're passionate about. So it looks like on the website you've raised $1.6 million for Make-A-Wish over the past 12 years and look like you're you're trying to get over 225,000 for this year alone. Yeah, that's Have our Have you goal. hit that number? We are quite yet? on like, our way. We were talking in the parking yeah. lot that we're right at 190. 190. Um, that's amazing. So we've still got a little bit of time to collect sponsors and we'll have on-site um, raffle tickets for sale for dis different things and food and drink sales and things like that, but um, that's our goal 225 which would cover 37 wishes through the chapter. Wow. And wow. we do, um, 
at the cha- at the event each year, we have a wish kit. So we really try to make it about the mission and try to really educate people about what they're giving to. So they're not just, okay, I'm writing a check for $1,000. We want them to, to, to know what Make-A-Wish is. So we always have a wish kid come out that tells their story. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a wish reveal, mm-hmm. a little girl wish for a puppy. That was for our 10th annual. Um, so it was kind of a big deal. So she got her puppy. We presented her with her puppy on site. So we really try to make it about Make-A-Wish um, so people can can understand what they're doing. Absolutely. I got to see that live. Yeah, it was awesome. It's pretty it was. crazy. Yeah. It was really cool. And, and that's another neat thing. If you guys go out here, you get to see um, the families that they're supporting. And you really can sense the love and the admiration that they have for everybody that supported it. And I love that. Um, I'm curious here, you know, and, and this is a, a question for Chris, you know, teaming up with businesses like Andrew Roby have to be very, very important, um, you know, for Make-A-Wish. Right. What stands out with Andrew Roby that might be different from other companies? Um, not only the commitment, but what they bring to the table for your entire organization. I mean, I know, Christian, you do a lot of things at Andrew Roby, but it <laughs> seems like this time of year, your full-time job is the cornhole tournament, basically. Um, yeah. And I think that's the difference that um, that Roby has compared to some of our other partners is they are so invested. Um, I mean, this is something that their employees and their vendors look forward to every year. So they've not only involved their people at the Andrew Roby level, but they've involved the people that they work with in their entire network, um, which is unique. Not a lot of our partners um, or partners for other organizations do that, um, you know, Philanthropy is sometimes just something that feels good for a charity or for a for a company to do um, to give to a charity, but um, for Roby, it really feels like it's part of part of their bylaws and, and their culture. And I will say, just a shout out to our sponsors. We have probably at least ten sponsors mm-hmm. who have have done it since day one. That were some of Trent's very first co- phone calls back in two thousand and eight. You call them every year. It's an easy yes. You don't even hey pitching for yes. Sign me up. I mean, they do it every year. Yep. They back it every year. So we have really great support from them. Yeah. No one's saying no to Trent. Right. <laughs> yeah. They'll stick so, forward on him. If I you get, know that's inside. Oh, no, that was right. Uh, go ahead. I would think it well, I would think it'd be a great like team building experience for your yeah. for your team at Roby, but not only at Roby with your vendors too. Yeah. That's and we um I it, it, it's my Mike, you said it's my full time mm-hmm. job right now, but it's like my favorite thing that I do and I, we really everybody jumps in. We're all there at like seven AM on Saturday morning. Everybody is unloading cornhole boards. Everybody plays like a huge role in making the day happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is a lot of fun, and we're all very proud at the end of it um, once we do hit our numbers and and see, you know, what we've done. Do we um, do we have any insight into a wish that might be granted at this year's cornhole tournament? That would be a Chris question. <laughs> that I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. So we're um, we're still about a month or so, month and a half out from the event. So um, because wishes are coming in so quickly, and, and it's constantly changing. We try and wait till as close to the event as we can before we try and pair a family um, just because medical things change all the time. So I don't want to drop any names, right. um, but we've certainly um, got some that we've earmarked that we're looking at. I'm curious who's eligible to, you know, I know they're children, but could you tell us a little bit about what it takes to qualify to be yeah. granted a wish? Yeah. So it's um, any kid between the age of two and a half and 18 at the time of their referral that has a critical illness. Okay. Um, so um, two and a half and 18 is a, it's a wide range. So we get, um, you know, kids that just want to go to Disney World. We get kids that want to, um, we just had a, a girl that's a teenager that's getting ready to go to college and she wanted her, um, she wants to start a photography business. So she wanted professional photography equipment, all sorts of incredible things like that. Um, so that's a wish that you wouldn't get if you had an eight-year-old standing in front of you. Um, we've had kids that want to be coaches for the Carolina Panthers, that want to be, um, you know, movie stars and all sorts of different things. So um, it really, the age range is kind of, um, it opens us up to a lot of possibilities. 
And I always love the why behind the wish. It could seem like something so simple um, with the puppy. It's not she just wanted a puppy. Puppy. Um, she had, I can't remember, I think it was cancer. Mm-hmm. She was battling cancer and couldn't go outside, couldn't go to friends' houses, couldn't do normal things. So she was at home a lot by herself, just couldn't be around other germs. So the puppy is so much more than just a pet. It's uh-huh. her best friend. And then you had a kid, we just put it in our e-blast, um, that wanted gaming equipment. Yep. He loves video games and he plays video games while he's doing treatments. And it's a way for him to escape his real world. It's where he can create a world where nobody can touch him. Cancer can't get him. Um, so you did like monitors and green screens. And yeah, he had the setup. Gaming chair, it was pretty crazy. Like a, yeah. yeah, so it's, I always love the way the kids think and the why behind what they choose. Yeah, that's amazing. Because so, some kids do some really unique things. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're kids. <laughs> you guys got to think have out big of the imagination, box. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it all is yeah. driven by the child. So we, we really try and put focus so that it's not being influenced by a parent. Um, or, you know, if a parent really wants to go to Hawaii, maybe they'll try and sway their kid to, you know, wish for a week in Hawaii. But we really try and um, and make it child-focused. So if that if that kid wants to go to Disney World, that's what they're going to do. If that kid wants a puppy, that's what we're going to do, not what, what the parent wants, but what the kid wants. When you team up with uh, with corporations, I think a big thing now is knowing where your money's going. Right. right. So I can imagine uh, being an organization that gives back to Make-A-Wish. It's really rewarding to hear those stories, right? Like this is the amount of money that we invested or this is the event that we you know, promoted and, and did and, and this is what we've been able to produce. For a, a company that might be new to this or might want to learn more about coming and, and making a wish or, or teaming up with you guys, sure. is that something where if our organization were to raise money and we raise, let's say, say the, a company that's small, they raise $6,000 to give it to you, they can grant one wish, would you then return, tell us exactly you know, who that, that wish helped? And I think there's a lot of people that want to know, like, hey, if I'm putting money, I don't want to just throw it to a charity and be like, okay, well, I felt yeah. good. Like, they want to know, like, hey, tell sure. me what you did with that. Yeah. So I would just be interested to see how that relationship is. And with you guys granting so many wishes, that has to be awesome as a business to come in and be like, y'all, remember what we did? And then be able to go through the different stories. Right. And like, yeah. if that doesn't make you feel good and make you want to do it again next year, then nothing right. will. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, and really, the way the way we're structured as an organization is, we spend the money as it's needed. So if you're writing us a check for $10,000, um, it's not necessarily going to a specific child, but it's going to any and all wishes that are in the pipeline at that moment. So what we do in those instances um, is we have what we call wish ambassadors. So we've got kids who have wishes that represent um, funding from different sources. So we can't track dollar for dollar that your $10,000 is going for this kid, but we will sh- we will give you the profile and help introduce you to a family that has had a wish granted um, at roughly the dollar amount that you donated. Um, so you can say, hey, this is what we helped to do um, in that way. Is is it difficult um, when someone, let's say, you know, I, a kid says, hey, I want to meet Cam Newton, right? Um, I, I would love to say that every professional athlete would be so excited to do that. Um, with Make-A-Wish, how do you guys go about really fulfilling those dreams? And are there some that you're like, this one's going to be tough, but <laughs> yeah, dang it, we ain't stopping until we make it happen. Yeah, so I, it, it would be interesting to sit in that room and go, all right, let's go. Yeah, we have a, um, we call them mission delivery. That's what our team is. So they're the ones actually facilitating the wishes and they, um, yeah, they have, they have a hard job um, trying to get celebrities and things like that. We're very fortunate. Our local athletes um, with the Panthers and the Hornets and the Knights, they're, and awesome. they're incredible. Um, I mean, we, we pretty much um, can make a phone call to the folks over at the Panthers and have something set up within a week if we needed it, uh, which is great. Um, makes me feel good to be a Panthers fan to hear that. Yeah, too. Um, that. <laughs> but we have a celebrity team at our national office. Um, so for 
Um, musicians, I know we've um, got kids that have wanted to meet, um, you know, different bands or like John Mayer, or Ed Sheeran, or people that are kind of out of our local scope. And we've got a team at the national office that helps connect us with the PR people for those folks. What is the connection between ESPN? Don't you guys have something with them? Are they, are, there's always these stories yeah. that come on there. And I mean, just get the get the tissues out because I'm over here. I'm like watching this Make-A-Wish. I'm like, oh, my God. But yeah. tell me about that. What What has that done? Um, because obviously there's a it takes everybody. It takes small businesses, large businesses, corporations, people that have media influence. If everybody comes together, that ultimately is what's going to drive the bottom line. And that's making right. a wish for every kid that deserves it. Yeah. So we've got um, our national office has a great relationship with the folks over at ESPN and ABC. Um, and they feature, I think it's five or six a year that they do um, the My Wish series where mm -hmm. they feature wishes from all over the sporting world. Um, um, whether it's NASCAR or wrestling or basketball, um, we've had some of our kids that have had awesome sports wishes featured in that. Um, a couple years ago, we had a, um, a kid that wished to meet Steph Curry, and that was his wish, and it was featured on the My Wish series, which was really cool. Um, but it's just, it's great. I mean, it's great PR, right? It's awesome, awesome recognition that we're on such a national platform like that. Um, and it's really encouraging for other athletes. It encourages them to get involved, too, because they see how much it means to these kids. You know what I mean? If, if you have one wish in the world and it's to meet, me as an athlete, why? How could I say no to that, right? Um, so it really does encourage um, encourage a lot of involvement from other other folks. I love that we um, we do some work with the Hardest Yard and Greg Olson's charity, and I had a conversation yesterday actually with their marketing director, and I said, "What is it like being with Greg? You know, on a daily basis, and people just coming up to him and asking for autographs and these things." Because I was like, man, there's some days you just don't want to talk to somebody, right? Yeah. Um, he said the opposite, or she said the opposite. Greg's amazing, yeah. right? Like he takes that opportunity. And his son actually went through some issues as well. And so he gives a lot of money back to Levine. Um, but it was interesting. So I, I applaud every athlete that understands the power they have and understands that they can really make oh, an yeah. impact. Um, so God bless y'all for doing that. So coming back into this, uh, into the Cornhole Tournament, um, I would love to know some numbers. Like how many teams are we going to have? What is that that going to look like? And I mean, can people still sign up? Can we get teams? How many more Absolutely. do we need? Is it unlimited? Like what's the what's the yeah. what's the buy in here? It's really unlimited. So we have a our team deadline is uh, Friday, October 25th, I believe. I'd have to check to that be sure. Right. Is that right? Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> Thanks. Um so you can sign up through our website pitchinforwishes.com and there's a section for play. And it's seven seventy dollars for a two person team, so you're talking thirty five dollars per person. Um, and we really leave it up until five p.m. that day. And if we get a thousand teams, we're going to figure out how to make it work. Um, so that's really a bracket issue that goes on to Dave McGuire, who's right. one of my bosses. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, here are that the numbers, delegated. make it work. Um, but yeah, last year we had forty sets, and I think we had like hundred and fifty teams. Yeah. Um, so we'll make it happen. It all kind of starts with a round robin. So we put everybody, I think it's like four teams per board at a round robin. And then from there, two teams make it out. And then it's single elimination from that point on. So um, we'll figure it out. Is that how you generate the revenue? Is it through ticket sales or can people mostly, sponsor the event? Like, mostly is it too sponsorship. Late for that? Is, uh, okay. It's too late to sponsor. That's, that's the majority of the money is sponsorships. Um, but then... Uh, teams $70 per team and then all the food and drink sales raffle tickets all that kind of good stuff on site got it can you give a little timeline about how the day will go and yeah. what people should expect yeah um we ask that all teams that are registered arrive between 10 and 10 45 just to get in and get checked in and get to the board it takes a lot of time to get people to the right places um so and then the tournament will start 11 o'clock or closely thereafter 
Um, Harris Teeter is our co-host. They donate $75,000 every year. So we do a check presentation with them first thing, um, then have the round robin. And then after the round robin, we break and do our our wish kid moment where the child will get up and speak and um, do that. And then the tournament resumes after that. And it's usually over by like three or four o'clock. But if you get knocked out at one o'clock, you're free to go home. But <laughs> but you can stick around and do other stuff too. So cool. If you want to uh, get a complete list of the event sponsors, it is very impressive. Uh, yeah. Over at uh, pitchinforwishes.com slash event dash sponsor. Um, amazing. Thank you, Harris Teeter. And thank you all of the uh, the companies that have sponsored this event. Uh, you definitely make it happen. So very appreciative of that. It's cool. Go check it out because I guarantee you'll know a lot of these companies and it'll make you feel good. That's for sure. Just a shout out to two of them, just because you said what will you get for a wish. The platinum sponsorship level is $5,000, but preferred floor and dry pro basement and crawl space specialists, they both said, hey, we want to grant a wish. So they added on another $1,000 to their wish or to their sponsorship level. So that's the kind of stuff that you're like, you know, you're doing good. People are doing it for the right reasons. They really want to be there and they really want to um, feel, feel the impact of what they're doing. I love that. So it, tell us a couple things quickly, Chris, um, with Make-A-Wish, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you, get in touch with the organization and learn more about the, how their company can maybe even host an event like this, or if they just want to be involved, uh, yeah. what's the best way to reach you? Our website is probably the easiest way. Um, nc.wish.org um, is our website. Um, and it's got a big button on the top that says get involved. And there's all sorts of different ways, depending on whether they want to volunteer, they want to donate, they want to sponsor, they want to partner, however they want to do it. Um, it'll connect you with the right staff member. Um, and then we, we kind of take it from there. Love that. And uh, so the, the event, let's, let's recap here. Event is Saturday, November 2nd. Um, plenty of time. If you still want to participate, like she said, let's get a thousand teams and and make David Dave's freak out. On <laughs> Come on, McGuire, you got this. You, you deal with difficult stuff every day. Um, but it would be amazing for everybody to come out. Um, it's an awesome event. Um, thank you to Trent and his entire family for doing that. Thank you, Christian, for honestly, you know, devoting your life. And really, um, thank you, Trent, for allowing her to. Yeah leave her day job to literally cool do this job. for months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for, for joining us. If you are uh, listening to this podcast, we would love for you to share this. We would love for you to like it, uh, comment, um, definitely share this with all of your friends, let them listen to it. And if you have a company uh, or if you're just an individual and you'd like to be interested, you can reach out to us and we'll get you in touch. Um, but thank you guys so much for, for being on the Brand Builders podcast. It was awesome to learn a little bit more. I hope everybody that's listening will get involved. And again, thank you to all the sponsors um, that have already made this event a success over 12 years. And it's just really neat to see a, a privately held company be committed to something um, and and really look at the impact you've done. You you are on the brink of raising two million dollars, uh, and and that's something to be super proud of. So everybody in the family over at Andrew Roby, you guys should be proud of that. And and uh, make a wish. Thank you guys for everything that you do as well. Thank you for having us. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.